Hey guys, Giselle Vega here, Giselle with a CH, and today I'm going to spend a few minutes just talking about a topic that I saw a lot of in the news this last week, and I have a feeling it's just going to be coming up over and over and over again for the next, I don't know, year, year and a half. Um, if you follow stocks, congratulations for surviving that roller coaster. I had my heart in the pit of my stomach for a lot of last week watching um, all of the ups and downs. Um, but with the, with that, I also started to see in the news um, some chatter about this R word, this word recession. Um, so what I want to do today is just take a few minutes to talk about what a recession is, um, what the drivers were for previous recessions, and then how, um, thirdly, how it affects appreciation, if it affects appreciation in the housing market. So let's get started here. Let's jump right into it. What's a recession? We all know that a recession is simply when GDP has fallen for two consecutive quarters. So it doesn't take much for it to be a recession. Um, for the last several years, we have been in a, in a big recovery. Um, so we have been in a very, very long recovery. Job rates are super low. Interest rates are massively low. Um, so we have just been on this trajectory for recovery. But some would argue that we've recovered. We have recovered. We've been recovered for a long time. So we are due for like, you know, some sort of a flatlining, even a little bit of a downward. Um, and that's just part of our economic DNA. So that's just part of what you know, we're cyclical, so we see the up and the down. Um, so that's that's basically all that a recession is, in very simple terms. Now, if you're like me, when you think of recession, you think of the first one that you really lived through, which is 2008. Um, so for me, I just think, holy crap, we are in for some massively tough years. Um, I do not want to go through that again. What, how are we going to go through this and survive again, right? And this is me who is in real estate and knows a little bit better, knows that that was an anomaly that, you know, even here in California and Southern California to see depreciation is unheard of and it's a once in a lifetime type of thing. And so, um, but I still think that, so I can't even imagine, you know, what other people feel. Um, so. If we look back at the drivers for previous um, recessions, we will see that none of them had anything to do with housing. Um, so I want to think back, you know, and most of us won't even remember them. So like for me, I do not remember 1980. I was in the womb for part of that. And then 1981 for me, I was just maybe learning how to walk um, and so definitely did know how to I did know how to walk I think I learned when I was 11 months old but anyway um, sidetrack there and then the next one was 1991 which for me was all about 90210 um, Lisa Frank and what I was gonna wear to school the next day so I don't remember that 2001 I do remember the dot-com the bubble burst for that um, I actually was a part of that. I worked in San Francisco. I'm very native, so I do remember feeling that, but I was still, you know, in a state where it, what I was thinking of was what, what happened 2001. So, you know, for me, it was a lot about a 9-11. Um, and I think a lot of us were in that same boat where that's what it was. 
So when you think of 2008, um, you think of the drivers for 2008 and you absolutely think of housing. So let's think back of what was going on in 2008. One, we had a lot of inventory. So we had a lot of folks come into the market and start building houses, um, buying and flipping a ton of houses. And so there was a lot of inventory that was coming in. We had a lot of developers that were starting to build up in land. Um, I actually worked for one, so I definitely uh, knew of all of the land that was being swooped up here in California for new home development. And they were going full throttle, building, 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 because there was so much um, demand, but it didn't, it wasn't demand that made sense for the amount of people that there were, if that makes sense. So the demand that it was being built for was on the anticipation that people were going to own multiple houses, um, which people do, you know, but the majority of, of society isn't necessarily like that. They want their one house and then they might have one or two for investments potentially, but you know, it's not, it's not necessarily, um, an affordable option for a lot of folks. And so they did base their economy off of that. Now, why did they do that? Because there was also what went hand in hand in that, which was the mortgage industry. So if you recall, um, you guys know Saul, you guys see him in my videos, uh, my fur kid, he's 12 year old pit lab. He actually could have gotten a loan in 2008 and he would have been able to own a house. No problem. So that's how easy it was to get a loan back then. Might be exaggerating a little bit, but not really, you know, so it was really, really easy. So when you put those two things together, um, and the folks who had leveraged and who had taken out a lot of loans and those loans were now starting to come to due date to fruition, they weren't able to pay them because they were overextending themselves on paper. They were able to, to make up stuff and make it look like they could afford things, but they really couldn't. So you have that snowball effect. So now you have all this inventory and you have all of this debt. So of course it naturally leads to a recession and um, also depreciation. If we talk to economists today who are predicting another recession to occur in the next um, year, year and a half, the driver for that has nothing to do with housing. So what they are predicting to be the drivers, we all know we're heading into election. There's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that, right? So what they're saying, and pay attention to the news because you're seeing a lot of this as well, is one, trade policy, <laughs> rings the bell, two, stock market correction, uh, hello, last week, and three, geopolitical crisis. So all three of those things are things that we are seeing in the news and we're seeing regularly right now as hot topics and debates and um, also things that, you know, you probably cringe a little bit when you're seeing what's going on uh, just around the country and then around the world when it comes to those three things. What you're not hearing economists talk about is any kind of a housing slowdown because if you look at the data and if you look at what has sold this year and what is available to buy, interest rates are super, super low. Inventory that is on the market is selling. Um, so particularly here in Southern California and Orange County, Irvine, Tustin area, um, we are seeing 45 days, maybe upwards to 60 days on the market. But what is there is selling. It is not like just sitting around with no one to buy. Not only that, affordability is much, much higher. We're in a very different state of affordability than we were in 2008. So folks with a mortgage, they can actually hold on to it. They can take care of it. We're not seeing folks 
over leveraged. I mean, every now and then you see a few people, you know, here and there, but it's nowhere near what it was back then. So when we think about that, what do, how does that affect appreciation? Um, so I thought it would be good for me to go back and just um, take a look at what was going on with appreciation um, during those times. So for me, I um, went back and looked at 2008, which obviously we can all sit there and look at depreciation. California was slightly different. Our depreciation started later. It also um, the appreciation started to come sooner, right? So if you're from the Bay Area, you saw the depreciation, but you also didn't see it um, to the numbers that a lot of the rest of the country did. And if you were in Southern California, same thing. But however, across the board, um, depreciation was around 20%. If you take that out, because it was an anomaly, it was the Great Recession, it is not historical. So if you look at the previous five recessions, so from 80 all the way to 2008, um, that was the only one that had that. So the other, the previous four recessions that we went through, um, we saw three out of those four appreciate anywhere from three and a half to 6.6%. So that means home values actually went up when we were going through a recession, not down. That's huge, guys. So if you're thinking about, you know, the stock being uncertain, you're seeing things that are happening that you're like, uh, what does that mean for the marketplace? Historical data would suggest that this actually is a good time to buy because you're likely to see anywhere from three and a half to 6.6% appreciation in home values. Um, so it is not the time to panic and say, oh, I'm going to lose value in my homes because what we're in for now is more of a typical recession, not an anomaly. Um, in fact, Morgan Housel, I have a, a quote up here. He was saying that an interesting thing is the widespread assumption that the next recession will be as bad as 2008. Natural to think that way, but statistically highly unlikely could be over before you realized it even began. I mean, okay, that'd be nice. So I think that that is what we're gonna see is that the recession is going to be follow in line with um, the previous four, not. If you're having thoughts about buying or selling a home, click on the link below or give me a shout at 949-415-8423. Thank you.